0: Guys, it's almost E3
1: time, the triple E. Triple Even on a jet plane, I hope that I meet Don Matrick
2: finally. <laughs> 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 what, at number one, are we going to talk about this? Like, oh, we're there there is literally a section that says E3 prediction. Yeah. So there goes Mike. Oh,
0: base. I thought we were going to talk t- about Don Matrick. Have you seen his house?
1: Here's my prediction this is the year I meet Don Matrick. Probably not, though, because he.
2: I do not know that Zynga will be so heavily represented on the E3 show floor. I'm kind of bummed about Trenton not being there. Tre- Jack died. He, will, he actually he will, will be on be our show. Yeah, He's gonna he, be on he,
3: our show talking about his E3 experiences of years past.
2: Okay, listen, I think that his E3 experience, Jack Trenton's E3 experience being carried in a sedan by four <laughs> muscly interns litter. from appointment to appointment. <laughs> Is, is going to be quite a different experience than, than mine crowd surfing over an ocean of fat men. Justin,
3: you get to sit in a room and have games brought to you. Right? That's uh, pretty how good. Do you
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, call him by his full name, Jack the Switchblade Trenton. Do you think Jack the Switchblade
1: Trenton is just going to walk from booth to booth, reducing the prices of things? Like, how much are you charging for this Oculus Rift? I'm charging $200, and everyone around him just, like, loses their shit. <laughs> yeah! No DRM. It. No DRM for this new PC game. Like, you don't work here. You can't. Yeah!
2: What I-, <laughs> what I do like about Jack Trenton is he he saw the writing on the wall. He knew that that was probably going to be the most awesome E3. Like, he the went man out. knows how to go out on a, on a high he note. He basically
3: threw the mic down and was like, yeah, see ya. But latest do you think like
2: at, at the end of this <laughs> year's press conference the man's gonna have somebody's got to stand up on sony stage and just be like guys mag 2 woo, crashes back what
0: guys do you think when jack goes to the sony presser this year he's gonna mouth the words to the songs like he's gonna be just you'll you'll turn and look at him and he'll just be <laughs> singing along with the press conference the whole way
2: through <laughs> he's gonna be like the guy that comes back to to the high school band during the Friday night games like <laughs> s- standing behind the bleachers like nice nice notes good job good riff guys C
3: sharp nailed it again E3 gets older I stay there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Justin McElroy and I know the best games of the month. My name is Griffin McElroy and I know the best games of the month. My name is Christopher Plant and I know the best games of the month.
3: My, My name is Rush Fraction, and I know
2: the Did you just run
1: to-
3: at the microphone? <laughs> it's
1: like you
2: came from a cave. <laughs> welcome to the Besties where we talk about the latest and greatest in sports and news and culture, entertainment, entertainment, inner Sandman, and so much more. But this month, it's all about (laughs) games. Not just more than (laughs) Pac-Man anymore.
1: It's not just more than Pac-Man anymore? That was a really crazy set. It's just Pac-Man. It's (laughs) just just Pac-Man. It went back just to Pac-Man. Just not
2: more than Pac-Man these days.
0: Guys, are we starting at slap happy and just kind of going from there the whole way through? We're burning off all
2: the entertainment early, (laughs) and then we'll just be bitter and cynical and jaded and evil old men by the end of it. Like every episode, <laughs> right. but this is like a surprisingly good May. Is that I mean,
1: fair? I, I mean, say no, yeah, May, and I, May I just, is usually
2: good. I think you're done with the drought of. like, I, uh, I think our until our, you wait a month, yeah, yeah. Well, we're back in the trip. sorry. No, I just mean like the. Uh, there has always been a, a rough sort of cycle where, like, uh, you know, from late August to late November is when all the games come out, and the rest of the year is, is a little dry. No, I, I wouldn't I think say that. Been,
3: you really think so? For, I the, think, for the past I think few years, it
1: hasn't. Like, like,
2: like, no, no,
3: but like, Mar- yeah, March. March, 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 March. It's no, it's February just, been, March. Been,
2: yeah, no, we've been moving away from it. I'm just saying, I think you're, you've got an even distribution a lot more than you do have, like, five years ago.
1: Talk to me when people start fucking releasing games in July, and then and then we'll talk about it. I don't know what June's going to be like. I don't know what July's going to be like. August we're going to start seeing some stuff again, but I still think there's a, a definite summer drought.
2: They pretty much moved all of the games out of 2014 into 2015 yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, bat Batman just got moved this morning, notably. Uh, uh, depending on when this is going up, we're recording on a Tuesday, so Batman just got delayed. Lots of games been be moved into 2015. I like that though. Get let give us some room to breathe. You know, let us.
3: You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A-FRAMES.COM, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions
2: apply. So let's talk about video games. (laughs) Uh, First up is probably the big, I would say the highest profile, certainly the game with the most marketing this month is Watch That's what
1: we base all our
2: decisions on. <laughs> what
1: well, got the big... biggest marketing spend? It's well, Clash we of Clans, yet again. We are,
2: no, I mean, we are basically a, a, a well-intentioned branch of video game marketing anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? oh, well, I don't grim. see why that
2: shouldn't figure into our... We're more principled, perhaps, but let's be honest about our place in society. Is that below society. our masthead now?
3: What? Welcome to the
2: best. Jeez. Is that below our
3: masthead <laughs> A now?
1: well-principled branch of video game marketing machine. <laughs> <laughs> We're changing uh,
3: the game of being well-intentioned branches of marketing machines.
2: <laughs> 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 much like every other video game, Turtles and Metal.
3: They uh, did spend a metric crap load of money to make sure that this game sold well, and it did sell well. It did quite well. It's for I think it had the most successful first weekend. Or yeah, week that's or what they said, First best first week launch
1: of any Ubisoft game, which is surprising which to me.
3: Like, a little bit I thought, like I AC3, thought, you would think? I would think AC4 would have been like the... That's the one I saw the most commercials for. Yeah. Um. Uh, but no, they did it... I think part of it is just like... The fact that, like, there's, again, as Justin said, like, nothing came out in March or really very much in February either. So... People were jonesing I, for... It. Well, and also, I mean, I think it, April. I think in the
1: uh, 14 years since this game was announced, it had some time to generate a little bit of buzz. Maybe not in the mainstream audience, probably not until they started advertising the shit out of it on, yeah. on TV and Hulu and stuff
3: like that. But um, I think it reached even, like, not hardcore fans, like... Again, because they started spending money, but also because it had so much buzz around it. Yeah. And, like, everyone was buying those new consoles partially to play this game. And they were,
1: like, regardless of what you think about the game, it's pretty smart. Like, you didn't see a single commercial that didn't have somewhere in it bigger and better than GTA. Like, and that's, like, people understand that. Like, that is a very clear language, even if you knew nothing about the Watchdogs IP and its history. Like, oh, better than Grand Theft Auto. Well, I like that one, so...
2: So this is... is, uh,
0: Plant, what is Watch Dogs? Watch Dogs is Grand Theft Auto with hacking, which is what they don't want you to say. But it basically is. You drive around, and you shoot people, and there's a lot of missions where you have to go from point A to point B. But you can use your cell phone to see very brief descriptions of all the characters who, for whatever reason, do nothing in the city but check their cell phones, Uh, which I guess is kind of like real life. And you can also like raise and lower bridges... Or make the lights just go like out. in real life. You yeah, yeah. You don't have that app. You can you can connect to the Wi-Fi enabled uh, horsey ride at your local convenience store. You can everything connect to the, is wifi. to the to the Wi-Fi enabled
1: grenades that local security guards have on their
0: belts. Yeah, what is wrong with that idea? Why would they connect it? I mean, I get it. You want to check your email, and maybe it's on your grenade. But yeah,
3: uh, maybe it's the belt. That's Wi-Fi enabled, and the belt like
0: unlatches the like clip off the grenade, or the grenade is a Wi-Fi hotspot. Maybe oh, that, could be. that the belt idea is kind of good because then like maybe your like employer is Benny Hill, and then you can just make everybody's pants fall down whenever you want.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe your employer is Benny Hen, and you can pretend it's a miracle. <laughs> uh, listen, plant, just so I understand where you're coming from, uh, R E Watchdogs, are you in it?
0: So I'm probably <laughs> in it more than anybody else. Oh God, I'm actually in the game. Is that what I mean, we're talking about? That's what I'm about? asking. Are you in? Yeah. It? So, uh, a nice guy on Twitter sent me a photo, and apparently I am a newspaper vendor. Okay, they didn't add an e to the end of my name. Plant. Oh, so you're not in it. Uh, f that. Yes, I, it is me. He has nasty facial hair, and he sells media like. <laughs> and I think he's like, he but, makes like but no more, money a year. So it sounds more, like me. But
2: more importantly,
0: <laughs> well oh, yeah thank another you, factoid about him? Yeah, also, Is there anything else? Any other, any other distinguishing I got I got a case of the fire butt and I'm taking care of it with some cream. <laughs> Good for you. I gotta get yes, that hemorrhoid, hemorrhoid cream. cream.
2: I'm gonna be stopping at- every, I'm not gonna be able to get much further in the game because I'm gonna have to stop at every newspaper stand until I find you.
1: <laughs> and every Walgreens. Until, so you can complete your side quest. Uh-
0: <laughs> So, actually, that's good. We can jump off that point because this is kind of I want to get into my issue with it, even though there's a lot I like about the game. Right. So you scan people and most of these things that you scan people for are negative. Right. So to be like, oh, well, this guy has some embarrassing past or like he uses hemorrhage cream, or worse, like, he's a pedophile, or, like, he assaults children or something. They're not all negative, though. Well, Most that, still. yeah, that's that's kind of the issue, because then, like, these are, like, the broad ways they characterize people, but then one of those ways will be, like, this person is transgender or just gay. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this game? Why is it using that as a label? There, there are multiple times yeah. when I was playing the game, and I just felt like totally uncomfortable with how it was labeling people
3: and it would also like maybe be sort of okay if like heterosexual was a label but it's yeah. Not. yeah yeah no i mean that i think that it was played to and i don't want
1: to like i don't know def, def, defend this or whatever um but i mean if it, 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 that entire system was clearly designed around making you feel uncomfortable feel like you were like Creep, creeping a sneak peek in on some some secret facet of somebody's life and exposing their their vulnerability, um, because the game has a lot to say about about security and privacy in the interconnected age. The issue is like, is is like you said, like using those like using those labels is, as it implies it's a secret. It implies it's a secret, or it implies that it is embarrassing.
2: Just to refocus things on, on Watch Dogs as a as a game, um, I gotta say I've played maybe I say maybe six hours or so, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I I feel like I at at the beginning I really really wasn't enjoying it very much at all. Um, it, it was very oddly paced for me. I didn't feel like I felt like from a control perspective it felt uh, really weird. Um, I what feel are you like playing lot, it on? Uh, on the PS4. Um, I feel like a lot of the systems didn't really click together. Uh, I feel like the farther I go in it, the more um, p- powers and abilities I unlock, uh, yeah. the more I, I sort of enjoy it, and the more it feels like its own sort of thing. Um, there's a lot of great beats you get where, like, the... You know, you'll be running and chasing a dude, and then you know you make a steam vent explode above him or something, and taken down that way. And when you get those moments, which only occur sort of after you've unlocked everything, uh, or or you know that specific ability for the, for that that situation, it, it feels very cool and unique and 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 different. Um, there's a lot of other moments like that, too, where uh, there there are mini games, like as legally mandated by any open world game. There's a, 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 a mini poker game and a mini shell game and, and others. But uh, when you're playing the Texas Hold'em game, you can actually uh, take advantage of a uh, camera that is in the, the room with you. You can hack the camera that's in the room and zoom in on the cards of one of the players. It's pretty sweet. And you can also monitor their uh, heartbeat, their heart rate to tell if they're bluffing or not.
3: How does that work? Like, isn't the dude like staring at his cell phone?
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing that's kind of neat about it is you can't do it on hands when you're dealing. Uh, oh, because you, yeah, that's thoughtful. Yeah, because you can't because you you know your hands have to be above the table. So that kind of stuff is like, oh, that's really cool. Um, I just don't. I feel like the the best comparison I can make is Assassin's Creed. To me, it feels like Assassin's Creed where there are certainly, like, some really interesting components, some really interesting ideas, and it's just not a coherent... Thing for, yes. for me Yeah. The-
1: I think I think it's coherent. I think the systems. I I had kind of the opposite experience. And like, as soon as I picked it up, like, I thought all of the systems worked really well together. It's so I I'm willing to cut a game uh, of of this ilk so much slack when it does stuff like third person action cover based stealth really well. Like uh, like uh, Deus Ex um, like systems that that should not work very well systems that people fuck up constantly. I think watchdogs does really well. And it also, it's very ambitious with its systems. It has like a lot of different ways that you can tackle different situations, lots of different ways that you can develop your character. And I think they're all very thoughtful and they all work like shockingly well together. Um, it's just
2: completely disagree. Like, especially in the, in the stealth sequences, there are these like the gang assaults or, or the gang base, whatever assaults are probably the best, a microcosm of that. You'll have 10 guys in uh, a secluded area where there are lots of like traps and distractions you can trigger. Um, And that idea is like really, really cool um, but they don't clarify like sight lines, and guys can see from just an inordinate yeah. distance away. And I found that like so frustrating. It's like guys, you're so close to having something really cool, like the but the traps would, and now all that guard, like triggering with my camera and like scanning all the guys. I love all that like triggering the their uh, texting their cell phone, and you get to see the text that you send them. Yeah, you send like them their doctor, like themselves.
1: hey hey Chris Plant, we to talk about your butt call me as soon as you get this it's <laughs> you, urgent Visa you v- see the
2: text going through and as they're as you see the text going through you can sneak up behind the guys and take them down like that's so neat but then there'll be another dude a hundred yards away who sees this exchange going on and it's almost impossible to tell if they're going to be able to see you or not it's just like basic stuff like that 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 they miss yeah out it's
3: on. it's stuff that's really hard to do to, to defend Griffin's point I do agree that like the moving to cover from cover to cover feels really good uh, like aiming stuff feels really good, and again, like that stuff that generally uh, open world games do not get well. The reason that I am really put off by Watch Dogs, um, I just don't find getting around the world it's fun. Not, at all. It's not, it's the, the, not, that that's is, a huge that's problem. what I was getting to. I think the
1: systems are great, and again, like another parallel between this and and Assassin's Creed because like Assassin's Creed that stuff was like the building scaling and all the uh, the stealth assassination shit was like so dope it's just that the world was a a giant pain in the ass to get around and B like at the end of the day kind of repetitive and and kind of insubstantial not in terms of architecture because that was a gorgeous goddamn game but like in terms of like stuff to actually do in the world you could it was light years ahead in Assassin's Creed 2 like they actually figured out like oh we should give them like varied extremely dynamic little beams and like ropes to pull you up and stuff like that yeah we should give them not only like lots of different activities but lots of activities that force them to exercise all of the different skills that they've learned and, and picked up to to go ahead and and with watchdogs like I feel like you run out of different mission archetypes really, really quickly, and then it's just more of, like, the uh, the convoy missions, where you have to, like, take down a car with your car, and the hack, like, those are just so mind-numbingly oh,
0: repetitive. no way. Course, the convoy missions those. are the best. The no, convoy missions no, are... dude they no, so the genius. Cha- because-
2: no. No, let me. There, let me are, let- there are chases that go on in that game that's where you're, you're trying to bring them down They're for not meant seven to be played minutes. As chases.
0: Convoy missions, you can see where the thing's going, so you set traps. It's all about using the environment to actually set traps before it gets there. But, I mean, you can't really. Can you, like, activate
1: an a intersection, like, way before yeah. a person Yeah, so, like, gets what there?
0: I did is I set up like c4 whatever ieds whatever they have in the game on the four corners of the intersection i waited for the convoy to get to it i triggered the a car accident by like making all the lights go green there so everything wrecked in the middle detonated all the c4 and then the only person i had left to take out was the guy in the bank truck
2: i i guess that's that's interesting because that's a very uh the uh one of the interesting things about watchdogs that I think you can either love or hate it for is that it has a very ambiguous sort of morality. Um, you don't know much about the dude you're playing, you aren't given a dictate of sort of how he likes to live his life, what his what his what deal his is, whole thing is. What his whole thing is. So when I was playing when I was playing those family, missions though. I was trying really hard to avoid killing people. Like I didn't I was trying to not be A murderous psychopath Because I don't know What this dude's deal is I don't even know What this guy is like Against
1: But you understand That's not like An intentional thing Yeah That's not I don't think That their intention was Let's make this guy An empty blank canvas That our players can paint a beautiful tapestry. Like I think he's just kind of a shitty character who, like, his I, niece, I know I was just saying niece dies and then in to get revenge for his that. niece.
2: Like, is he literally doing? Like, this is what I had. I was literally distracted by this for the first like four to five hours of the game. What is this guy doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. they, people call him the vigilante, right? Like, who is he? What? Who is he fighting against? Like, what is this guy doing in his day to day life?
1: It's the dumbest like... as a job. <laughs> it's it's his niece dies, his niece is killed. So he goes on this m- a vengeance spree to To find the person who did it and bring them to justice In doing so He not only murders hundreds And hundreds of criminals Like throughout the game You're going to kill one person with your car While chasing a You're going to set off a traffic accident That will claim innocent human lives You're going to kill innocent human people And if you do that more than once Then like
0: scale It's a a zero sum game Like you have But it's even better than that because there are also tons of missions where you have to go wait for a crime to happen, yeah. Like and, and and literally watch someone get murdered, but then don't kill the person who did the crime. You have to take them down like no way. You like, shouldn't watch them. Light.
2: You shouldn't watch them get murdered. You no, I can I can never Step get in. it to
0: happen if I uh, it interfere tells you early, to early enough.
2: It tells you when to intercede, and you just pop your gun up.
0: But if you have yeah. like precog capabilities
1: just right. stop it you know that you can like see the person in the camera it's like this person's
0: gonna crime
1: this person <laughs> and we already you know
0: they're gonna run you know they runs gonna,
1: yeah the interface tells you that they're gonna crime it why do you have to wait for them to actually do the crime that's not pre.
3: there should be an organization that determines when these things are gonna happen and they should sleep in little baths I and think be for, naked.
2: for me there just aren't enough fun. like every game that, that is really successful is built out of uh, loops you know yeah. uh, who was it it was one of the Halo guys that talked about that initially Is like one minute game, fun one minute fun loops right there there are some fun loops in Watch Dogs there's one that I love when you steal a car from somebody that is like in motion if, the, if, if they're currently driving it and you steal the car from them uh, about half the time they'll get their cell phone out and uh, call the cops and if you hop back out of the car and pull your gun on them They put the phone away,
1: (laughs) or you can walk up to them and press the threaten button, and you just like take the phone from them and put it on the ground. Like no, 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 you can't.
2: And Uh, that's a really neat. Every time I steal a car, I look and I'm like, okay, are you gonna call? No, okay, we're good. That's a really like fun loop. The uh, the um, you know uh, chasing somebody and triggering traps around them. That's fun. Yeah. There just aren't enough. Like, I think I think stealthing loops like that,
1: stealthing into it, like trying to figure out how to tackle a big old complex, like figuring out if you can even like get in there just using cameras and hacking without actually having to step foot in the area. Like that's each, awesome. That yeah. shit's great. I think each that each of the, I know you didn't like the gang areas. I like those. I like the um, what is it? The OS like central hub units. Which are like these really heavily fortified compounds that you have to figure out how to like get your way get your way in there using like
0: whatever playstyle you see fit. It's like a little puzzle, it's like a little Rubik's cube. Like trying five, to figure five, out five. how to work that out is awesome. There's one issue with those, which those that like that figuring out how to get into these giant data centers by only using security c- cameras is great. And then your reward for all of this is to solve a really terrible line puzzle. I like those. I oh those my gosh! So you, the last thing I want after like that excitement is like uh, here. Here's some lines. Make I some mean, it's all about it's all know, about like ex-
1: it's all about expectations, right? Because for me, if a hacking system is better <laughs> than the puzzles in Lost Via Domus, which has YouTube it, If you haven't if you haven't played Lost Via Domus, YouTube those puzzles, and then we will talk about terrible line oh puzzles. Oh my god!
2: Uh, there. Um, that I actually really liked the, uh, not only can you jump between security cameras, sometimes you can jump between the, the camera phones on guys, so you get to pretend you're Ghost Rider for a second, and just leaping between people's pockets until you can sometimes sort of almost get an angle on the thing that you need to hack. And that's really cool, because sometimes you can use a uh, an explosion or a trap to like lure people closer to what you're trying to hack, and then jump into their
0: phones that's awesome. I, I, I love that stuff. It's also the final solution in every single one of the like, mid to high-level data centers. The last Wait, no, person no, no, that you have to go is into is oh. the person. Um, I, I want to loop back to the Assassin's Creed comparison really quick though. Um, and everybody was talking about how great it is to like go places in Assassin's Creed. I think it's a flip-flop here. I think running from things in this game is some of like the best like escape sequences I've played. And I don't know, like any oh, open game. You know, yeah, no game. no! Yeah, I love, no, 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 no. I yeah, love that. Yeah, you disagree. Fresh, you haven't unlocked like half of the things. It doesn't that make matter. It great. Hey, here's the thing: I unlocked the thing that Justin was
3: talking about earlier. I most of the on foot things I have unlocked. Yeah, and this is all cars. You're talking about just car stuff. Yeah, I'm talking. So I've unlocked the bridge. I've unlocked the the walls
0: that come up. Like, how, what am I missing? Um, the bridge, the walls, the spikes, the pylons, the yeah. I have all uh, the pipes. You have the full the Pipes is great. The the underwater, the The under the the road pipes. I I think you're crazy. I think, like, when you have a ton of people on you and you're zipping through the city using, like, all these different things to cause, like, barely eek away, it feels awesome. Um, Yeah, I I like that a lot. We should also talk about the multiplayer, which
1: is really, really super clever. Yeah. Um, I've only been able to get into a couple (laughs) games on the PC version, um, just because matchmaking, I don't think, is so hot. Um, I I haven't played it in a few days, though, so maybe it's gotten better with, you know, more adoption. Um, but it's a really clever system and, and Plan, you and I talked about this on the overview, but I, I I think Ubisoft like I don't know why they are so far ahead of the game in terms of like coming up with clever multiplayer ideas beyond just like shooting people or capturing a flag. Like, their stuff is so on point and so clever and and it is so refreshing. Like I remember the first time I played the the Assassin's Creed Multiplayer that I think was in Revelations um, or Brotherhood, one of those. Yeah. Um. And and just like falling in love with it, like the Spy versus Merc stuff, and, and mm-hmm. this seems like a good baseline for something. I want to I want to give really an example. That, I mean, before
2: we extemporaneize on it anymore, I want to like say what it is. Like, okay. There's a there's a, I I haven't tried all the different modes. The one that uh, I think is the sort of most representative is there's one versus one hacking and basically someone will enter your world or you enter someone else's world you find them you track them down and then you have to hack them without hurting them and without them locating you and killing you and if they profile you or scan you with their phone then they'll know that you're the bad guy they can kill you and that's all uh uh it'll be game over because you know it's pretty easy to drop somebody once you've figured out who they are so when you're hacking someone is this terrifying experience of like trying to post up and find a hiding space or or walking in a crowd and trying to pretend like you're AI. Um, Actually, the the best was I was in a crowd of people trying to play that game and the guy who I was hacking started firing his gun into the air which forced everybody to scatter, right? Nobody's going to stick around for that. So he's firing his gun into the air. Everybody who's a robot is running away. Everybody who's AI controlled is running away. And I'm like, well, I can't, and you can't get too far away or you lose the hack. So I like, okay, I guess I'll pretend that I'm a robot too, and I'll run with these people and come back later. It's really neat.
1: That's really cool.
0: Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, um... I think it also creates cinematic moments that you wouldn't even expect like that. Like, I think I was talking to Griffin about this, but there's a lighthouse. Like way, way out in the game. It's this tiny little dot of land where I never thought this the invasion or whatever it's called would happen. And I climb all the way up to the very top of this which takes a while and right then it says somebody's invaded that tiny island. So it's like knowing someone is not there that they're probably going to trap me on the top me trying to find a different alternate way down and then when I get there the guy had found a boat and it was like literally trying to escape and then pulling out a sniper rifle and shooting him right before he gets away. Like, there's just so many weird little moments. And I, I'm sure a lot of people who especially like Dark Souls are going to say, this is just like Dark Souls. Um, and you're right. And uh, Assassin's Creed's multiplayer was a lot like Spy Party. Sure. But the difference is they're actually taking these ideas and putting them in giant shooting games.
1: Well, and they're also, they're also adding deathmatch
0: they're also adding to them
1: like oh the, for sure the assassin's creed stuff wasn't exactly like spy party like on mm-hmm. a, a baseline level it was kind of the same idea but there was some really really cool mechanics in there like the scoring mechanic for assassin's creed's multiplayer i think is like it's super ingenious of getting more points if you can just like casually stroll up to a guy and stab him in the head instead of just like running at him full speed like it's really so, really clever stuff
2: guys here's my here's my question for you all all three of you I I feel like we've named a lot of, like, moments from this game that are really cool. Like, I know that there have been tons of times that I've been playing, but, like, okay, this is is neat. Now I get it. I get why this is a thing. I get why this game exists. So why is it that, like, now that we've talked about it, like, and that's why I was playing it, so we would have something to talk about, I don't feel, like, a desire to go back and play more of it. Like, I I don't, I'm not hungry for more.
3: I think the big thing is, A, the story is really, really terrible. Like, the writing is bad, and the story is just not very good.
1: The voice uh, acting no. is also, like... Yeah, it's, a, it, the whole the guy The guy is, like... It, it, that's what's so frustrating, is there's so many clever, unique, like, ideas that nobody's done before. Um, and, like, when they first announced the game, and they showed off that first trailer and explained the concept at E3 a couple years ago... Like I, I remember Plant and I were at that press conference, like that Watch Dogs game sounds so dope because there's so much like inventive stuff going on. To have the story be like a tale of vengeance of a gravelly voiced white dude who like like it's it's so rote and and so disappointing. Like I could not give less of a shit about whether this guy gets justice for his his niece
3: that died. So, it's that, but it's also, as we mentioned earlier, the, like, getting around the world is not super fun unless you're in a a chase, which, granted, fine, you guys dug the chase stuff, and that's great, but, like, more often than not, you're not in a chase, and there's just, like, a lot of, like, eh, it's, like, just, like, doesn't feel super engaging. to me the the progression
1: hooks aren't super great either you get skill points for completing missions that you can put into different trees for like hacking and shooting and driving um and and crafting
2: i i found myself getting into a bad habit and like and, and maybe it's not fair to expect every open world to like bend itself around the way i like to play but i found myself getting a bad habit of saying like okay i need to do this uh, I need to complete three levels of the shell game to unlock the reward from that. So like I'm just gonna power through it and just do it, so I never have to think about this again. Yeah. And th- and I did that with like the you can unlock a uh, silenced assault rifle if you find these like nine crates hidden throughout the world. And I said, okay, I'm just gonna do all this, so I can just get the stupid gun and never have to worry about these dumb crates again. And, like, that's a really bad way to play a game, but, like, that's... I, I just wanted to be done with it because they're so intrinsically, like, not enjoyable. Like, it's not, like, a fun thing that I was treating myself to. I'm just gonna, like, get through it so I can get the reward and be done with it. And there's a lot of stuff like that where, like... Uh, and and that process is not fun. Like, getting around the world just feels weird. It, they're pretty generous with, like, the uh, the the... Not checkpoints, but the the bases that you can sort of like fast travel to. Um, so you usually don't have too far to go. Typically, um, it's just not. It just doesn't click all together for me. Um,
1: what do you think yeah, about but, the uh, What do you think about the actual world? What do you think about how they've sort of realized yeah. Chicago?
2: Well, Griffin, super, you've lived there, so what do you What do oh, you yeah, think?
1: That's a good, I I mean, obviously, there has to be some condensing that goes that goes on there. Um, they got me, that like,
2: weird metal bean. I noticed that.
1: Yeah, they got uh, S- cloud Cloud Gate, I think is what that's called. Um, there there are some definite there are some landmarks. Um, it's just they they've sort of only to me like the only time I really felt like I was in Chicago was like when I was in the Loop or near um, what is that place Millennium Park? Um, once you once you get outside of that like super recognizable stuff, like it could be any. There's a lot of just like. There's a lot of just, like, warehouses
3: and stockyards and crate factories. It feels like the city in Saints Row, which... A little bit, you know, yeah. Pretty much is super, like, generic
0: factory city. city
1: 101. But it also, like, it, it looks a lot like Chicago at times, but, like, it never, like, feels like Chicago. Like, nobody... does. It, when you guys played the game, did you, like, do any missions where, like... Somebody was like, "Hey, it's time to go to the Cubs game. Get Let's myself the a dish. Hot, get myself some hot dogs." Like it doesn't like really <laughs> doesn't. And, and coming on the heels of Second Sun, uh, where like I think those guys are really good at, at at condensing a city down to not just like a visual aesthetic, but like an idea and a feeling. Uh, that that like felt like you were in the Pacific Northwest, in like the 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 womb of grunge, the grungy womb. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or comparing it to Grand Theft Auto which is the best like capturing a city there is. I mean, yeah. It's crazy how much both GTA 4 and GTA 5 feel like their respective cities. I was hoping Be- I was hoping to like feel like a like virtual
1: tourism is such a big thing for these open world games, especially when right. they are set in like a city, like set in a real world city. Um and I don't know. It was it was cool like being in downtown Chicago again. But it, uh, outside of that, I like, could I don't know. It didn't really feel like
3: I was. And they even put in all those like hotspot things. So like check in at these landmarks, yeah. and I'm like, this is a generic train station. <laughs> I don't know why I would check well, in. I mean, here. some of that was on point, but
1: like that check in system was kind of busted. Oh, I, I felt absolutely no
2: desire to do that. You know what? It, what it. I think for me it when i come down to like the core of my problem with watch dogs i i still think it's completely worth like i would maybe wait until it's a little cheaper but i think it's worth like playing around with and and goofing around with but like when i play an open world game or really any game but this is this is a classically a problem with open world games i need to feel the hand of the creator like i need to feel like the thing i'm doing is something that like they have considered like my actions are under the watchful eye of the person that made the game. Like the, these things are things that they have thought about me doing and have compensated for. Um, and you see that with with, with really good, great open world games. Everything you do, you feel like it's been considered and it's been planned for. And I feel like a lot in Watch Dogs um, where to use, just to use that, um, the the car chase thing that we talked about as an example, Chris points out a better way Of handling those convoy Missions like here's a better way to take out the convoy Just blow it up at an intersection But when I've been on the same Car chase for seven minutes Trying to like take down a car By running into it and Then lose and die or like Fall off a cliff or whatever and have to start The entire thing over again I don't feel Like I don't feel The hand of the creator there I don't feel Like the, the person who made the game Considered these actions and that can like be very disconnecting uh, for me. There are a lot of cool moments where I feel like on the track that they made like these are the things that we intended for you to do um, but when you fall off that it it really is a, it's very jarring.
0: I have a good wrap up for it. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, I'm so ready.
0: You remember Assassin's Creed 1 and how it wasn't like all that perfect? Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood came after that and they fixed a lot of those things and also had a lot of junk. So my prediction is uh, Watch Assassin's Dogs Creed Two is the perfect game. I don't think it. Actually uh, Brotherhood it. Brotherhood was the best of them. Brotherhood was the best. Yeah, you crazy. Yeah. Um, I I I'm very curious slash excited to see what Watch Dogs Two looks like. It, it made feels me like, like a sequel will be good. It made me like more enthusiastic about Ubisoft.
1: If that makes sense, like especially the the like multiplayer stuff made me really like. It made me realize like these dudes really are. Leaps and bounds ahead of the game in terms in terms of of creativity. So like oh, yeah. the, the division, I can't fucking wait.
2: God, yeah, at jam. least Ubisoft is doing something. Right, they're doing. You know, like they, at least Ubisoft is, is it realizes like, hey, this is an entirely different medium from movies and TV. Like maybe we should do anything. Maybe let's do anything.
1: anything. It. And it's not just like new IP because like that could be either good or bad. It's like new new ideas. That's what's more refreshing to me. And and like exciting i i'm really excited for, for for ubisoft's future and i'm glad that the game's doing well um because i think that that kind of behavior should be rewarded um i do wish that they could launch a pc game good just like <laughs> yeah. once uh um, let's move on
2: yeah uh i wanted to tell you guys about transistor if if you haven't uh played transistor i
1: mean you know it's- we have
2: I we know have. you have. It's from. The, the it's from the people who brought you Bastion, super giant games. Uh, and transistors there is there a new joint? Uh, I played it on the PlayStation 4. I don't know if it's out on other platforms. It's, it's, on, on, it's, on, it's on Windows on PC. PC. Yeah. Windows PC. Uh, uh, it is a game about a woman named Red who was formerly a singer of some sort. And her friend, the giant sword named Transistor. And the two of them are. Uh, best friends. Best, on, best friends. They are uh, on the run from a uh, sort of. The nature of it is not exactly clear, but there is some sort of plague. On the run from has- Megabyte. And, on the, the, run from and America, the glitches. And the glitches. There is a uh, some sort of thing has gone wrong in their idyllic world and the wheels have really fallen off and everything's real shitty and bad and uh, Red is trying to, I, I mean, I guess, figure out what happened or escape or something or fix it, I guess, fix the problem with the, the bad thing. Justin's not, the, we
1: should point out, Justin's not drunk. Right now, like the game doesn't tell you jack shit when you it start. Really, it.
2: I play. It's really weird. And I've pl- I finished the game, and even I mean, like I have a vague idea, like it big picture structurally, you know, color blocks of like what happened here. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm still not clear on. Let me let me before we get much before we talk about that. Let me talk about mechanically real quick. Um it's actually really interesting. So you you have the transistor. As you play through the game, you will find uh, different abilities that are actually tied to people in the world, characters in the world that have uh, a lot of times they perished or maybe they're they're in hiding. You don't know, but these abilities are tied to individual characters. And as you use the abilities, you unlock their story, which is which is really cool. Uh, the Including your own, your own story. Right, and the story of the Transistor. And uh, the neat thing about the, the, the way abilities work in this game is you can use any of the abilities as a primary uh, attack. So, like, there's one called Crash, which is sort of like a direct hit in front of you, and there's, uh, like, a long-range sort of laser attack. You can use any of them as a primary attack, and there's others that are more defensive. There's one that, like, turns you invisible. And stuff. There's one that summons a dog. Yeah, I love that one. That's, that's a one. great one. I love
3: that doggy. Uh,
2: and then you can use, also use, those abilities as a uh, supplement to those first uh, to the to other abilities. So uh, there's one that like uh, will infect enemies with a, a damage over time, or you can put it into a passive slot uh, uh, to supplement another ability and give it the power to inflict damage over time. So there's, like, or, an
1: area of attack, like, spread, shot, sort of like a shotgun attack, think of it right. that way, uh, where you send out these three bullets in a spread pattern, and the, the, the distance not very far, but if you can get right up on a person and hit them with all three, it does really great damage. You can attach that to just your me- regular melee attack, and then all of a sudden, your regular melee attack will have its distance decreased pretty significantly, but it shoots out three, like attacks of your melee attack so you can like boost its its damage but change its sort of strategical application
3: yeah or like increase its backstab ability stuff like that Uh, you can also attach it to just a passive
1: slot for your character which will just modify your character's um sort of handling um it's a really 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 clever system with like infinite possibility for for character customization it's
3: super clever i would say the impression that i got like i play a lot of video games i was able to pick up on it (laughs) i feel like i'm pretty smart as well so i don't know if you knew i feel like if you are like a casual gamer or like you only played bastion which i think is a very straightforward game mechanically relatively straightforward um like most, I feel like a lot of people would be like kind of overwhelmed and confused by the system. Well, especially it's, once you factor in the turn system, which right, is which, which I adore. It,
1: it, it's super cool. It's very uh, the game is very Bastion like, except in in combat, you have the option to initiate a turn system, which will freeze time and allow you to move freely. And you have a meter which basically determines how many actions you can take in the frozen time. And the things that drain that meter include uh, moving around, which drains it very, very slowly. And then, whenever you, you uh, execute one of the actions that you, your primary actions that you have assigned, it will drain like a big chunk of that meter. So, you could use that frozen time to maybe get behind an enemy and then use a couple of backstabbing attacks, and then that will drain that meter. And then once you execute those actions, you do them very, very quickly. So you can use it to set up combos, because some abilities can boost the the damage of other abilities. You can use it to get out of the way of like a really huge attack. Um, But whenever you drain that meter, it has to recharge. And while it's recharging, you basically can't do anything. You can move around and dodge. Um, So you have like a... like. Five or six or seven second window where you basically just have to stay alive and not not get hit until you can start taking actions again. So you have to make this constant decision of does it make sense for me to try and kill this guy in real time using these sort of bastion like action it hack and really slash controls? Does. <laughs> you, yeah.
2: Your life has decreased very quickly. I didn't see real time fights <clears throat> as like a, a really decent option.
1: Well, if there's just Some- if there's just one person then most of the time it's fairly easy to dodge their attacks and just get in there and attack them, and it's easier to do that than it is to dish out a ton of damage and then be completely, totally vulnerable for for a few seconds.
3: It's also, I think the game sort of encourages you to mix and match. So, like, I think if you attack, it doesn't, like, count against... If you attack in real time, it doesn't count against your turn-based time. It doesn't. So you could start with a a real-time attack and then instantly go into a turn-based And you sort of get a bonus attack from that. Exactly, right. So uh, there's a lot of interesting elements to it. I think the game, uh, both with the story, I think to its benefit, and with the gameplay, maybe not as much of a
0: benefit, does not give players any help whatsoever. Like, you're really thrown into the deep end pretty early. Can I talk about a weird problem I have? And I think this is more me than it is the game, so I don't know how helpful it is, but... There's a lot of story in the game. There's a lot of like different cool things you can read, and it all adds a lot to the characters. Like these things, whatever they're called, that you find these—they're uh, basically people that they have their own backstory that you're I, turning into weapons.
2: They're processes, right? Processes. Yeah. Or, or is that the bad things? I don't know.
0: But you're you're reading whenever you find these items, and then when you mix and match them, you're learning more about these people that were once of this world, and and it's. Very, very fascinating. And there's all these other terminals that have a lot of interesting story. But I had this problem with Max Payne, too, which is a weird comparison. I enjoy the action so much that I just want to keep doing it. And then it will ask me to slow down and read some things. And then I feel guilty if I don't read it. Or I worry that I'm going to totally not understand the story if I go deeper in the game. So then I'm taking a break from the thing I'm really enjoying. And going at a totally different tempo to suddenly just start reading uh, all this, you know, nitty-gritty mythos. See, I kind of really like the pacing of the game.
1: I really like, 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 reading about, like, there are, like, terminals where you can vote on what the weather's gonna be tomorrow. And it's like, what is this? Like, what what does that even mean? And so, like, while you're exploring, you don't know exactly—sometimes it's pretty obvious, but you don't always know, like, when a fight is gonna break out. Um and so like you'll be you know reading something and looking around like oh what's that really pretty it's a goddamn gorgeous game which we haven't even talked about yet
3: but like what's that neat looking thing up ahead oh i'm in a fight like i kind of i kind of dug that it was always yeah and i i think it was just fight after fight after fight um that you you know
0: it would get pretty draining so yeah. I do like those moments yeah. where it's
3: like exploring. It also I totally has, agree I
0: mean it's a compliment just to the action again like yeah. Max Payne I, I enjoy the action so much that yeah. when I'm pulled away from it I'm almost like kind of jarred it,
2: it, it also solid. has
0: the um,
1: can we talk about the limiter system because I think it's like one of the best things about this game and about do oh, yeah, and I don't, understand, I don't understand why every other developer isn't ripping it off.
3: Well uh, Halo did it. I guess that's true yeah um, Talk about what the limiter is. Limiters are
1: um, toggles that will make the enemies harder to kill or you know, will do more damage They make the game more difficult. And by turning those on, you can get bigger rewards for for winning fights. Um, so it could be something like... I actually had one I played with as, for a while, and I had to turn it off because it was just too goddamn annoying. But whenever you kill an enemy, they'll drop a, what's called a cell... And if you don't pick up that cell just by running over it um, fast enough, then the enemy will respawn. And there's one limiter that you can uh, turn on that will give you bonus experience if you win the fight. But it gives those cells a shield, naturally, which was so annoying because I would burn through my turn killing an enemy. And then, like, for six or seven seconds, I couldn't. I couldn't break the shield around that cell and collect it. So, like, if I wasn't, like, super diligent about it, it would respawn every time. And it basically, like, extended the length of the game for me by, like, twice as much. Um, But it's it's such a cool system that lets you, like, make the game's difficulty... Like tailor made for what you can handle Or not even what you can handle Like what you enjoy It's not like you, you prefer. It's it, not like it you It your play style You choose one thing at the beginning of the game And then you can't change it And oh I guess this is just what I have to deal with It lets you make the game In like a very real way Like it lets you make the game For you I, I just I'm, I'm in love with that system And I, I genuinely don't understand Why it's not in Very many other games
2: Uh I want to talk about the story a little bit because I think that it's probably going to be the most uh, divisive part of of the game. Bastion, I think, notably had a really interesting um, central storytelling technique where there was a narrator who uh, not only would sort of uh, dictate what was happening, but no, or, or or explain what was happening, but would sort of mold his narration to the actions that you took. Uh, while you're playing the game. Um, transistor has its own disembodied voice in the, in the form of the uh, titular Transistor who is inhabited by someone, uh, the identity of which is unclear, who uh, speaks to your character throughout the, the game. Um, and Red, the, the, uh, the central character, has lost her voice, so she can't respond. Um, so it's a one-way uh, dialogue. What did you guys think of, of of the the storytelling overall, and just sort of the, your general impression of the of the narrative?
3: One thing I want to mention uh, that Griffin may or may not know, but I know you probably know, Justin, um, is that on the PlayStation Four, unlike on PC, the voice of Transistor actually comes through the PlayStation uh, Four controller tight. speaker, which is super cool. I actually turned that. Uh, feature off for every other game because I it drove wow. me so nuts okay
2: so that's weird so that didn't happen for me
3: you probably turned it off
2: I, not intentionally but um, yeah from I like
3: can... a, it's it's a system wide setting oh. so if you ever turned it off it was off for the game
2: well, let me take a look
3: it, and I thought it would be lame but it really is super cool because in the game Red is holding the sword the sword's talking to her and you're holding this controller and the controller is talking to you effectively and And the controller light
2: actually flashes in the same way. And the controller light flashes in in, the same way. In pace with the dialogue. So like it, yeah.
3: It's, I would say, one of the most creative uses of the speaker that I've seen, if not the best. Um, It's tremendously cool and um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's not talking about the story at all, but that is talking about one of the cooler features of the game, especially on PS4.
1: It seems like the story is a lot of Discovery, and you run the risk in like a story like that of when when the nature of your story is it's up to the player to sort of dig it up and yeah. you know yeah, sometimes interpret really it right. I, I don't want to either, but but when you do that, then you always as a developer run the risk of if they giving them the option of missing a plot point um, or interpreting the story incorrectly or feeling like they're interpreting the story incorrectly. Um, I never really felt like that with with Transistor, but I could totally see people like not being, not not being as willing as I was to like say, well, here's what I think of the story, and I guess that's fine. I guess that's I did I, I I don't know why we compare every fucking game to Dark Souls, but like I felt the same way with Dark Souls. Like the lore of that world is expounded through like item descriptions and like all kinds of crazy ways so like when I reached the end of it I had an idea of like what that world was and what the story was and Transistor's the same way but I can understand how that could be grating for somebody who just wanted you know more definition for lack of a yeah
3: term. and I would also say like I think Bastion is much clearer with how it demonstrates the story like it's just more straightforward I don't know about no. that because it, it I mean if you remember it was like
1: there was a calamity that destroyed the world and like After that, like, you didn't really know There were, like, a tribe Of others that you had to
3: Yeah, but I think the world itself Was somewhat familiar, like, it was Tribal and, like, sort of familiar And more based in, like, to a certain Extent, a more primitive version Of our world, whereas Transistor Like, Every aspect, I mean, it's kind of futuristic-y But there's, like, some weird Like, technology bent to Like, it did not feel super Familiar to me at all um, and and sort of how the story is told, which is to say very non-linearly, um, at least from the start, um, does not, isn't quite as um, welcoming, I would say, in terms of like basics.
2: Yeah, I, I found it very hard to sort of connect with the story. I mean, I had a vague idea of what was going on, but by the end of it, um, there were some moments that should have had a big impact for me that just kind of left me cold because I didn't feel... That connection. Like, when I, when, uh, towards the end of Bastion, like, I really felt like I understood the characters and, like, I understood the world. I understood, like, what was happening and why it was happening. And I, and I was really invested in it. Um, but uh, with Transistor, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I think it was because it's so ambiguous. I spent a lot of time wondering, like, what, uh, trying to piece it all together. And that's the way my brain works. Like, if you give me a bunch of disparate narrative elements, then I'm going to get, I, I'm going to try to to assemble them, you know, solve the mystery as it were, sure. and 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 I found that sort of distracting with this game because I don't think it's designed f- for that. It's it's more impressionistic, but I I I found that kind of distracting to it to an extent where I couldn't I didn't really feel emotionally that that involved with what was going on.
1: Um, I felt more like cerebrally inve- Like it felt like a puzzle that I I like I wanted so bad. To understand this world, like every, I would I would use abilities not because I liked them or because I had like a strategic use for them. I would use them so that I could unlock like the story beats for the characters that those abilities represented. Um, like I, I I wanted to get my hands dirty in this world um, because one of the things that we haven't really talked about, like the biggest in in terms of like world development, what the game has going for it is is the presentation is like. Nobody's even close to what these guys are capable of doing um, in terms of like art design and and I think lore, although I could understand, you know, some people not being so crazy about it, the music is like out of control, and it's like a huge part of the of the you know core character storyline. There's a hum button. There's a hum <laughs> button that I used liberally. Uh, like, any time I get to a new area with a new song, I would hold down that hum button just to, like, hear what the humming was like to that different song. Like, man, I I I was... I'm, like, fully, deeply yeah, in love with, with how the game is presented. They care so
3: much about presentation. And, like, that company and, like... They, I think, really came into their own... Uh, even more so than Bastion with this game. It is, it, every facet of it seems so carefully planned and executed uh on the presentation side that like yeah i there's nothing i can complain there yeah i do want to play i do want to play on vita or something
1: i I, i'll be curious to see if it gets as widely ported as as bastion did um but i i think with like i think with like the turn system like i think it would actually be a pretty good fit for ios
3: yeah Um, i can see that
2: To get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just fifteen bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com/slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
0: Y'all besties rockmoney.com slash besties y'all want, want to bounce some predicciones uh yes e3 money? e3
3: is next week
2: the triple
3: um and chances are if you don't listen to this podcast this week you're gonna hear a lot of us making bad guesses for <laughs> what ends no, up I'll get, I'll get it up this week okay um i can i can swing that um
1: god guys i don't really like i don't really know my, I feel like my biggest prediction point for the past few years has been like, what's Nintendo going to drop that's really going to blow us knock all of us on our, on our asses new and Wii U. New every Wii U. time it's been like, yeah, like uh, how about a Wii U 2 or a uh, new realistic Zelda game and I guess they're kind of doing that with that crazy Dynasty Warriors shit uh, uh, I, have no f- I have no idea what anybody's going to do I so think that you mine. will
2: see. Actually, okay, so let's go. Let's go company by company. Let's do that. Let's do the big just three. Just the big first. three. Yeah. Nintendo. I think we'll see new Wii U hardware. No, we'll you're A revised, no revised, version of the Wii U. You're it's crazy. Cheaper. That they get the price like way down. New Wii U. I don't crazy. Think that's what I
3: think. Not a chance.
1: Not a chance. Okay. At all. all
2: right. Cool. What are you
1: basing that on? Are you basing that on anything? Just, just
2: the fact like a that gut. You know, just like that. <laughs> Iron from the hip. They're here's what fired I think. From Here,
1: here's what I think. Nintendo One DS. Okay, hear me out. It's, just it's a line. A, it's just a line in space.
3: Uh, I think one actually would be a dot. Well, oh the two
1: DS is <laughs> shut you. Shut up. Um, no, I don't know what Nintendo's going to do because they're doing their, they're doing their...
0: You got to do that mention
1: direct. You got to like, do no. that Metroid. Okay, y'all. so that's uh, This t- is all that Nintendo predictions ever boil down to is what are they going to do? Oh, French dog, Ice Climbers. Like every that's it every year. That's so all they that So we know for guess. sure that a they're going to hardcore
3: gonna... new
2: Ice Climbers though would be really sweet.
3: We know yeah. for sure that they're going to spend a lot of time during E3 talking about a 3DS game that they have not revealed yet. So it's a secret 3DS game that they have a bunch of Q&As and like press events for. So in my, again, like my heart screams out for like a 2.5D Metroid game on 3DS would be amazing. Um, But I think what it's probably going to be is that like NFC tech stuff that they've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. With like little figurines. God, I hope they don't go that, I hope they don't go Uh. like
1: the Disney Infinity route of like going all in on this. It's not a game, it's a platform. Like I don't want
0: that. Did I tell you like the the rumor that I've heard that is like probably from the only person that I would believe a rumor from in Nintendo. Okay. Are you ready for this? you just gonna blow Earthbound up the spot of your source? 4. It's not Earthbound 4. No, it's no not. I just it's bro- I'm just here to break hearts. <laughs> yeah. What I honestly don't
3: know...
1: It, it, the, guessing what Nintendo's gonna do has become so difficult in recent years because, like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm terrible at guessing, like, what games they're going to announce for stuff, but, like, at this point, the onus is on them... To, like, turn the Wii U ship around. So, like, what do you do? If you base your prediction on, like, what's the smartest thing for that company, then, like, I don't think new
3: hardware is the worst idea.
2: Thank I don't know, you. guys. That's what I'm saying.
1: But I just don't
3: think that's going to happen. I don't think new hardware, like, a redesigned cheaper hardware of the Wii U is going to solve the issue, though.
2: No, it won't solve the issue, but they got to do something.
3: Uh, I think they should just focus on the 3DS and mobile development, but I don't think they're going to do that at this E3.
0: Okay, no. next up, Sony. What are they going to do? Uh, uh, Sony...
3: They got that Project HSI. Beast.
1: That's what I'm psyched for. Oh, that Project yes. Beast looks so tight. Um, if you haven't seen the footage for it, go check it out. Somebody in, in our chat room mentioned, like, what if it's, like, a Souls game but set with, like, Cthulhu mythos. Oh, well, my God. It was, like, a gun,
3: right? It was, like, a blunderbuss. Yeah, so... Oh, God. And it oh just God. looks, I'm like, so excited. gorgeous. <laughs> I know. It's so pretty, and there's, like, cloth yeah. physics. Ugh.
0: Hey, I you see that. Remember that Souls 2 demo we saw at E3 once?
3: Yeah, but this is running on PS4, dog.
1: Just setting expectations. Just putting no. it there. Um, I think probably the next Final Fantasy is probably going to get a little bit more screen time.
2: They'll do the Sunny. indie indie
3: shotgun, right? Yeah, like there'll the'll... be a big indie push. There's probably going to be, I think, one like big indie surprise, like from a big develop, like, okay, well, developer. Okay, well, call
2: it call it then.
3: Um, call it hot shot. Okay, ready?
2: Who haven't you heard from in a while that uh, they could drop and just be like, "And I am he, and I am coming."
3: Okay, uh, uh,
2: John Romero. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what? He's delivering, <laughs> he's delivering lunch to what everybody? About, what about um, who are those
1: dudes that that? I don't mean that, John that,
2: Romero. i just goofing on you, buddy. I know I, he's a big fan.
1: Who today. are the dudes that announced that game during the, the VGX that looks so awesome? Secret Hello Ponchos? Games.
3: Hello Games. Oh, Hello Games, yeah. Oh. Oh, No Man's Sky, maybe? Maybe. That yeah, there have hot. been rumors about uh, No Man's Sky and maybe going Sony. Exclusive. That would be cool. That would be really it's cool. Is the rumor based on five, that they're just an indie developer and everybody,
0: every and indie everybody goes there. Yeah. Um, yeah there's some um, other aspects to guys, it. Nice. Yeah. I have a prediction for Sony, and this is probably the one that – this is the long shot. Okay. okay. I call, think they're going to go heavy on, like, old-school properties, like PlayStation 1 type of stuff. Or even You're like saying, like, like two. Crash? So is that like Fear Crash, uh, Siphon Filter, and, like, The Getaway. Not the getaway. Yeah, I I think the getaway or something. I think every every platform wants to have its own big open world game. If only Infamous existed. No, I think like yeah. closer
2: to a GTA.
1: Ooh, that's I, a good point. I would love to see Sucker Punch announce something new. Something I and by something new, see. I mean not an Infamous game.
2: No, I think you're going to see. I I I Chris, I know you're probably joking a little bit. Mm-mm. That siphon filter sounds, sounds like I'm not I, don't, at all. I don't know. I really that sounds very believable happen. to me. It is right on the cusp of, like, if you let Siphon Filter go a couple more years, you might as well just uh, forget it ever existed. But I think they're just on the edge where there's enough people who, who you know, kind of remember the Siphon Filter Here's games that they get some traction. my question for you, Justin. Yes.
0: If you had the choice, would you prefer a Siphon Filter game that was, like, hyper-realistic, right? Or one that was, like... Modern graphic power, but made to look like a PS1 game. So like heavy polygons. <laughs> they would uh, never do
2: that. They would never do that. It would be amazing. <laughs> it and that would, would be, be s- the best. It would be. Um, it would be fantastic. I, I mean, and I love that. I love that game because you could tase people and then just yep. keep cooking them. And <laughs> right. not only could you like electrocute them, but you just like keep doing Put it. Put a nice and dry rub on them, and then maybe you're 14 years old and you're electrocuting somebody, and you're thinking like, "Wow." this i feel really powerful really (laughs) alive for the first time watching this human cook um i'm
3: curious (laughs) did uh one of the publishers pay a bunch of money to secure next-gen exclusivity at least maybe timed exclusivity for gta
2: that would be that sounds like a a microsoft move if i've ever yeah that doesn't sound like a sony Sony
0: No, a sony move would be like we paid a whole lot of money to have a packet. Here it is, everybody, <laughs> another PlayStation Four with the game in the box. We um, won't see
2: any sort of big hardware announcements from Sony. I don't or think Microsoft, we'll see it right? from anyone. Like, no. You know. No new weird add ons, no new weird uh. I mean Microsoft
1: Microsoft blew their biggest hardware announcement, which is we're not gonna make you buy the connect anymore. Um, right. I think Sony could I think I mean Drive Club's gonna be a big thing,
0: I think. Um you think a new kill zone? Probably too early for that, right? No, but yeah. Guerrilla Games' other game, I think I'll get a note. Oh, right, yeah. the rumored on... RPG game. Oh, is it supposed to be an RPG? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Huh. Well, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just hope that they come out and then they're their, like deadly serious. they like, you know that people's information is hacked <laughs> and that the government <laughs> is watching you. Well, these 12 doors are going on one quest to collect epic loot and invade your <laughs> privacy along the way. That sounds like a pretty good game so far.
1: Um, what's, what oh, the fuck is Microsoft gonna? I have Fantasia.
2: Uh, no, they will Minecraft. Not the. Here's check this out. They will not. Here's my prediction. They will not say the word. What's connect? Connect? What is, Who?
1: Like C O N N E C T? Oh
3: yes, we're familiar with that word in the English language. Fantastic. Nice. I can give you the whole
0: Microsoft press. No, documents. that's not. That document is not accurate. No, no, no. Here, here, here's how it's gonna go. Are you ready? Uh, uh, some, uh, Sunset Overdrive, Call of Duty, and then, like, 30 minutes about, like, ESPN partnership, UFC partnership. We finally got that deal with Comcast, y'all. Let's keep talking about partnerships. You like HBO Go? We got HBO Go. Halo. <laughs> I don't think thing. Halo. I think Halo will be more of a an Oprah-esque like Halo,
2: Halo, and, and then, then like, and that's 40, at the very
0: end. Like they will be like oh one more thing, and then it'll be a teaser, and it'll be like a pile of Crack Rock, and we're like wait, what is that? And then people will be like, it's Crackdown, y'all, and then Crackdown drop has the
3: never mic. been about Crack Rock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: Halo will be the last thing yeah. at Xbox. They'll say I hope oh, not. And we have one more. What's that one present? behind? You check to? behind the yeah.
1: secretary desk. What's that Here's back there? Here's a CG trailer. <laughs> it's Master Chief. they no, Actually, it you to hear a
2: fucking lot about Halo and not just a preview of a Halo game. You're going to hear Halo TV, Halo movie, Halo serial, Halo toys. They are going to you hit think another Halo so
1: hard. Another Halo uh, HD remake? What was the first anniversary? is just the first Halo, right? Haven't there been rumors yeah, about it? Yeah, this is going to all the Halo.
0: Oh, yeah. the good it, ones. Yeah.
2: Got
1: to get yeah. that
0: odst in reach if you want to have fun. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's let's head into halftime.
1: <laughs> uh, let's can we just can we just talk more about like what we're excited for E three and have that be the halftime? Sure. Like, what do you because like E three for me has always been like it's it's an if you've never been or never had to like cover it and like I don't complain about the you know relative difficulty of our jobs or whatever, but it is a, a fucking incredibly stressful week for people. In in either side of the industry, I would say, um, but for me, it has always like occupied this place of. By the time I get to E three, you're usually so far out from the big fall releases that you know there's going to be some some good ones in there. You're starting to hit like the summer drought a little bit. It's usually like a time of year for me where I'm getting less excited about video games, um, just because like I don't really know what to look forward to. And to me, E3, as, as exhausting and as stressful as it is, is always so energizing. Like, I always come back from it, like, excited about video games again. So, like, I don't know, I don't know what's going to do it for me this year. There's always, like, one or two games. Like, I remember one year it was Scribble Knots. Because I was like, this is the fucking coolest idea ever. And I came home, like, so excited because of, because of scribble knots. So I don't know what's going to, I never know what's going to do it for me.
2: I don't think you can know that. So I think if you know that stuff ahead of time, it's not. It's it. It, it doesn't work the same way. I mean, yeah. there's not. If it's got to be a. If it's going to be like the sleeper exciting thing of the show, like it's got to be just that. It's got to be the thing that spreads via word of mouth. It's just really cool that everybody's got to get by and see. And
3: um, yeah, I always try to do that on like Wednesday, late Wednesday or early Thursday. I'll ask all the media people like, "What am I missing? Like, what's the one thing I need to see?" And usually. People, it'll be, like, two or three games. It won't be, like, 12 games.
1: No, because, I mean, a lot of the games are going to be known
3: chronicles. Sure. For lack of, like, I don't know. The next Call of Duty might be super good. I'll give you but an like, example from last year. I know going to be. Was Last year was Dying Light. A lot of people recommended it. Yeah. I was like, it's a zombie game. Who cares? And then I went over and I played it and was, like, really impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there is always, you know, those surprising games based on, like, what we know in terms of booking and stuff, it does feel like a bit of a safe year.
1: But um, that's that's the thing. We I, don't
3: know. I'm, I'm banking on there being some big bombs
1: at Nintendo and Sony and, and Microsoft's press, press conferences. And, and, I, and I, EAs.
0: Yeah, even with the booking, I, I don't know. I think third parties are playing it really uh, close to the chest. Is that right? Close to the vest? Best, I don't know. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises from third party. I... I I hope I'm not wrong, but I hope Mirror's Edge it, Two is 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 on the yeah. floor in some capacity. I'm, uh, that would be a really cool one to not check out. <laughs> but just the fact that everybody's announcing things so early that like all the sequels are kind of being just announced before the show makes me think that there'll be at least more new properties than normal. I mean, we know there are going to be new properties because it's a new generation. That's when people start launching these things. Yeah. Uh, and and that everything seems to be getting announced beforehand. If it is a sequel, makes me think that they're making way for new properties. So, I, this, so could this, be wrong. this
2: is the time that you do it. I mean, right. you, yeah. Traditionally, like in in the in the console cycle, like this is the this is the the time. I, Tell
1: me, let's go down the line and everybody say like like three games that you are are hoping to check out. Three games that you want to get your get your uh, that game are like out. officially announced? Yeah. Okay. I mean or, or that you hope is there, I guess. Uh, I hope Fallout is there. I would I mean, what the fuck? That's like <laughs> <laughs> that's like I hope that Zelda MMO is going to be a, <laughs> I, hope, I, I hope that Pokemon MMO for mobile devices is going to be there.
2: <laughs> okay, what well, but okay, but let's think about it, right? I mean, we got Skyrim in Two, it was two years. It was two holidays it was, ago. Long time ago. Essentially, it was a long time ago, and
0: it, I mean, that's about know. how often they come out, right? I think it's either Fallout or Dishonored two. We're gonna see one of them. Where those, are they gonna Where the they faster. gonna announce that at, at one of the big Yeah, three? it'll be Microsoft. At one of the
1: big three, probably three. Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, if I were betting, man. Mm, that would. Yeah. That would go down. So, I mean, it's uh, not going to happen, but golly Molly, that would go down. I, so, uh, it I, has
0: to happen because what else do they have to show? Yeah, Bethesda has to have like more than I hope as as the
1: sole person who's gonna cover QuakeCon this year, I fucking hope they announce <laughs> something. I, I don't know, Battle Cry did you guys uh did is you it, guys watch the trailer for yeah, saw the it Battle Cry? It interesting. It does, it looks kinda Okay, cool. so we
2: got Elder Scrolls Oblivion came out in two thousand and six. Yeah. Right? And then Fallout Three was two thousand and eight. Yep. Right? Yeah. Elder Sky. Scrolls Skyrim was two thousand eleven. Not counting uh, New Vegas, which came out I think in two thousand ten. Right, which wasn't I mean it Skyrim was, a- was twenty eleven. There's no way we don't hear about Fallout. It's we're 4. due. But I mean like, this is a, it's a totally different Bethesda than the
1: Bethesda that was Bethesda in 2011. Like, they've yes, diversified, like, they've obtained so many other studios. Yeah, and but diversified game their studios idea. still exist. Okay,
2: we need to clarify our our, our, our taxonomy here. Right. Bethesda when I say Bethesda, I mean the real-ass Bethesda games wow. Todd, with King High Lord Todd Howard sitting on the throne <laughs> of my heart. Okay, Bethesda. to be, to be <laughs> clear, like you mean the Bethesda Game made, studio. Not the one that put out wet. <laughs> not the one that put out Rogue Warrior. Okay,
3: but settle down. The one that one you're talking about also put out uh, Dishonored.
2: Yeah. yeah. So let's not oh, go nuts. Fuck? I believe it's pronounced. Arca- I right. believe it's pronounced Dishonored. Secondly, it has nothing to do with. I, with, I, with
0: I, why would we get Dishonored two before? Uh, pray to well, before pray 2. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is Arcane working on? Pray to and Dishonored two. I mean, it has to be that. You think this, they're working on two Dishonored games? was Dishonored yeah. was 2012. I mean,
2: maybe they, maybe they get I, it out I in two years. It. I don't see why they couldn't get it out in two. I mean, I fuck, I don't know anything about video games. I probably, think, but, but I like think that, that, the that more
1: we be. talk about it, the more I think. But this is definitely announcing something at the show.
2: Yes, I think yeah.
1: undoubtedly. Any okay. of
2: that would get me so pumped. Uh, uh, Dishonored two would get me so excited. Fallout 4, I mean, forget about it. I'll jump through a plate glass window. (laughs) Fallout 4, oh my, oh my. I'll be like that scene in Scanners. My head will just pop clean off. Um, I don't, because I'm looking at, like, guys, I'm looking at the the things that we know are coming for the rest of this year. There are some, like, notable, like... uh, Surprisingly empty spaces. Like, but it, tell me what you're excited about for the rest of the year.
3: But that's the thing: is like it's a first year of new consoles. This is par for the course. This happens every single time new consoles. I'm launch. wondering if maybe they're just we just don't know about it yet. Maybe the wheels haven't. Started. I don't I mean, think right the now, end of the year got? is going to be that full. I think the problem is it takes, like, they had all the launch games. It takes two at least two years to make these games, especially the good ones. Usually things don't really start picking up until like a year and a half. After but these they got
2: Okay, so but something's got to come out. I
1: mean, I sure. mean there, are
3: things, there are things. Sunset come, Overdrive like, is coming out. Sunset like, there Overdrive. Are, there are two
1: Assassin's Creed games. Maybe five Assassin's Creed games coming out. Like I, I'm, I'm excited for The Sims Four. I'm excited for The Sims Four to hop. Say back it again. Into them.
2: Say it again. I'm excited maybe. for the uh, Sims Four. Um, just to. Right, that, so, I mean, well, I mean, we'll have Assassin's Creed games legally. We'll have to have those. <laughs> Drive Club. Uh,
1: battlefield cops and robbers, which
3: I hope they do
2: I some fun cops
3: and robbers. I hope they do some fun shit with that. I think it'll be pretty damn fun, to be honest. Like, I like the idea of a more focused battlefield game.
2: Yeah, me too. I'm not. I'm not complaining about it. As all, well as, yeah, it'd be cool um, if it was bad company, but whatever.
1: I want all of us to get in the same room and play uh, Hell Divers. The new uh, Paradox game? Oh yeah, so, that game looks cool. Oh, it's the funnest! It's the funniest game ever. If you that know, game's I really on your radar, get into, uh be.
2: I want to play Evolve this year. I have not played that yet. Yeah, I'm I interested any, in that too. Yeah, and um, I'd like to. I'd like to play that. A little there's
1: bit. stuff. There's 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 some. It's less obvious, I think. But I I, I think that I I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna write off like the old reliable shit or like the shit that we have known about for you
2: know, months and months. Um, I, because I that think stuff that can well, still will actually, really I think that this is going to be a generation that is not as, um, that does not have as many massive triple quadruple a games. I don't think it's going to be that same way where you have like a few tent poles holding up the entire year. I mean, you, you'll still have some of those games, but I think more and more you're going to see it defined by these mid range Games from smaller studios that that fit somewhere in the middle, um, that are allowed to experiment a bit more and allowed to try some different stuff. I don't yeah. think there will be
3: fewer of those AAA games, but I agree that there will be more variety. Yeah, like I think that Sony and Microsoft still know that they need their AAA exclusives
2: to sell hardware. So mm-hmm. we're due. I think I think that everybody got into a pretty bad rut in the last couple of years of. Um, the the last generation. I, I I don't think anybody would disagree with that because yeah, we had it, we were it definitely was, they were
3: buying time for themselves.
2: Yeah, uh, Griffin, can you tell me about Mario? Kart? Actually, sorry,
3: can we do Wolfenstein? Because I'm gonna have to leave after Wolfenstein.
2: Okay, sure. Uh, can we t- tell me about Wolfenstein?
3: So, uh, Wolfenstein is a game based on uh, a very old franchise. I believe it goes back to, like, 1981. Uh, Justin, you could correct me on that?
2: Yes. Allow me to give you the entire history of (laughs) Wolfenstein.
3: (laughs) There's a video. You can watch it. Anyway, it's a very old franchise. Um, It's existed throughout the years in sort of weird... It'll, like, pop up every, like, six or seven years. The game that I was sort of born with was uh, Wolfenstein 3D. I played it when I was, like, seven or eight years old. Not super appropriate, but really had, like, a huge fondness for it. The first first-person shooter I ever played. Um, and then for the, uh, you know, the releases after that were varying degrees of su- success. Uh, there was return, return to Castle Wolfenstein, etc. cetera. Uh, Wolfenstein, I think, proper came out, like, a couple years ago, three or four years ago. That was, like... I so never played... I didn't play any of those, like, Raven... Yeah, it, the last one was, like, had some interesting elements, but still had some pretty janky elements, too. So when I came into this, I came in with zero expectations. Like, there's no way this is going to be anything but a dumb shooter. But also, I was like starved for releases, and I just wanted like a dumb, mindless shooter on a next-gen console that I could play, and it would look pretty, and it'd be fun, and whatever. It must have been kind of disappointed because I don't think it's a dumb shooter at all. I don't. So what I what I ended up with was a dumb shooter, but with a super smart storyline and like great characterization and cool visuals and fun like gameplay elements and a game essentially that was like way way better than I think anyone anticipated um, sort of came out of nowhere even though it was developed by a lot of the people that made great games like uh, as uh, Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay um, it just given the franchise history no one expected anything but sort of mediocrity from it and it just I was just super, super impressed by what they did. Um, I think it's really one of the best uh, first person shooters I've played in a little while. The
2: super interesting thing about my experience with Wolfenstein is that I started playing it and I was like, done. I played an hour, I was like,
3: Oh, the first level is I never more want to terrible touch again.
2: Why am I even doing this? Yeah, the first level. And then you ter- and bad. Plant, I think, were the ones who were like you have got to play wolfenstein it's so good and it's like no trust me guys you don't know anything about shit because i played it and it was terrible yeah and it is the weirdest thing the first hour of that game is atrocious it's really terrible really it's a shame so? yes oh it's miserable the plane I was stuff like, is like I was like why am awful. i just walking through a hallway shooting nazis i thought it was the most boring thing ever i i was baffled
3: It played, like, I would say, like, the previous... Like, the last Wolfenstein game, which was, like, a very typical corridor shooter. Right, exactly. In that first level, and then you get past it, and suddenly it becomes, like, thoughtful and cool cool areas, but also, like, a cool mix of, like, stealth and action, which I really wasn't expecting. Um, They have this really cool perk system in the game that encourages you to play different... Like, play in different ways, so, like, if you get... 10 kills with throwing knives for example you'll unlock uh, a new ability a new passive ability so and usually like it boosts the
1: thing that you were doing like if you get 10 kills with throwing knives you'll unlock an extra like slot for your throwing knife ammo right
3: exactly and Um, so everything that you're doing is sort of like working towards something so it doesn't feel like a lot of these games feel like well, I have to either play stealth or action, and generally you pick one and just stick with it. But with Wolfenstein, I was constantly encouraged to like really mix it up, um, and um, it felt really, really
1: good. It, it kind of was- reminded me of uh, the progression system. Kind of reminded me of uh, Hunted, the Demon's Forge. Did you guys ever oh, play that wow. game? Yeah, uh, the, the, it was also published by Bethesda. I don't Bethesda. Know, oh yeah, of, like, I played it. over yeah. there. It was uh, in exile, I think. Right, Brian Fargo. Um, and I mean, the game was whatever, but the progression system was really great. It was the same thing. Like you, the way that your character got better was by just playing the game as you normally would, and increasing uh, your capabilities
2: based on what you were doing. Does interesting things with uh, uh, the way they a cover is really interesting too. You. If you're, like, crouched behind a box or whatever or behind a ledge or you're facing the edge of a wall uh, with, like, a hallway to your left, let's say, you just hold in the L1 button and you can lean out or pop up above. It's contextual, like, whatever direction you push, that's how you'll uh, lean. And I've never been one to, like, use lean in games very much. But it uh, it makes cover much more dynamic yeah. much more sort of, like, you're not stick it's not sticky cover it's not like holding your hand
3: it's actually a little more straightforward than even you're describing all you have to do you look at like a wall and if there's like a little arrow indicator just hitting the aim button will pop you out of cover uh, automatically so yeah it doesn't what? feel yeah it's like super so yeah. like if you're crouched behind like a low cover and you hit aim you'll pop up like stand up and aim yeah. Uh, it's that works around it. the edges of things, yeah. too? Yeah, so it's around oh. the edges. So, so uh, what's the
2: point of the lean button? I think the lean
3: button is essentially, like, if you wanted to look without, like, aiming. Like, if you had, a, like, a knife equipped or something. I don't
2: know. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Uh,
3: there are moments where you don't have any weapons. Um, I think it's probably a holdover from uh, Riddick. Where there are a lot of moments where you don't have weapons, and they're like, "Oh yeah, why don't we include that as well?"
2: The um the one thing that I have to take umbrage with, and I know this is like a little niggly thing, but like it drives me freaking crazy, is that y- the button, t- the button to change weapons, to like to bring up your weapon wheel. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, is the same button as throw a grenade. It's the yeah. craziest. It's the craziest. I choice. didn't
3: accidentally do that very often for oh whatever reason. Oh my gosh! But I, know I a lot it of people, so many times. Um,
2: oh god, it's a bit like I don't know why that that occurred. Because I I kept thinking because there's also a quick swap button. Yeah. If you press triangle, you swap between the last two weapons you use. So like, I know there's a way to quick swap, and it's not the the button you use to you know I I don't know. I they that should was have bizarre. just
3: paused the game like when holding down triangle should just pause the game and let you pick whatever weapon you want
0: yeah that would be fine that would be great <laughs> yeah. it did my seem only, like an odd choice my only beef with the game is did you guys get the shotgun with the bouncy bullets yes so one i played most of the game stealth but once i had that i only wanted to use that and i also didn't want to shoot at people i wanted to like create ricochets. sure yeah i had so much fun like How trying is a to beef? Find odd ways of nailing somebody uh, and it totally changed the way I played the rest of the game. Why is that a beef though? It's a beef because I, I was enjoying playing stealth, but I don't know. Maybe it maybe I, I should <laughs> not too. really a beef. It's like a it's a flatter beef. I okay. haven't finished the game yet.
1: Um but I I have been playing through almost entirely stealth. I find so, it like so super satisfying, like in a way that like first person shooters just don't do that well. Yeah. At they all. did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, and again, there's a really cool system of like There are certain guards, if you take them out stealthily, then it'll make the rest of that sort of encounter, the rest of that level a little bit easier because they won't call in extra troops. Um, So, like, it almost, it mechanically forces you to use stealth until it makes sense to not use stealth anymore and, like, mix and match your play styles. And
2: and and using stealth is actually really rewarding in surprising ways because you'll come across... Uh, uh Vignettes is probably too mu- overstating it, but the way the enemies are positioned, what the enemies are doing when you come across them like almost every time when you run into a commander, which are the guys who can call reinforcements, they're like staring out a window very dramatically or they're you know listening to music. It's a, it's a tableau that you get to see if you're in stealth mode. Otherwise, you know you're just shooting the guy and that's fine too, but uh, if you can sneak up on them uh, a lot of time there's one great fucking part where you're in a base clearing out a base and almost everyone in the area is sleeping did you guys do oh, this oh yeah
3: yeah yeah oh god it's and then, really
2: satisfying there's a stealth kill uh, there's a guy sleeping in a bed and you hit the takedown button which is the uh, uh, ps4's r3 you hit the takedown button and you jam the knife up below the bed into <laughs> the guy and his eyes bug out and he says wake up you're dead so <laughs> fast
3: the, <best>. uh, <laughs> the one thing i will say that was kind of a bummer and griffin you haven't gotten to this yet is that the last like quarter of the game i would say like the last four levels all, all, almost all of them are like forced action which is to say you really can't stealth it like it's just like well, yeah, automatic I imagine once mode. you get the, once you get the bfg it's like <laughs> No, there's no BFG equivalent. I think that would be uh, Plants' dual shotguns with ricochet. But Are you
0: sure? I thought there was a BFG in the game.
3: Is there? There's I mean, there's a like laser, a laser right? gun, but you get that pretty I mean, early. Laser. Uh, the uh, the
2: the one thing I have to complain about the perks, and this is, again, one of those things that like I know I'm messing it up for myself. Oh, yeah, I
3: did the same thing. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> uh,
2: we're like, okay, I'm going to get this one next. This is what I'm working on now. I'm going to uh, shoot around cover- uh, with, with pistols and I would like I there was literally one engagement that I did maybe 15 times because yeah, it was not the way to do it yeah, <laughs> like I it did was the same begging thing. me to get two shotguns and just blow through the hallway but that wasn't what I was trying to do at that moment and that, that was I don't know I don't know if there's a, a way to work around that other than me just like stop being so anal retentive I mean the but.
3: solution for them if they didn't want people to do that would essentially like revert your progress on any of those perks if you died but instead, they let you keep the progress on the perks, even just if you reload the, the checkpoint. Wall. Yeah. So you can just keep reloading the checkpoint until you finish the perks. I did the same thing. It didn't ruin the experience for me, but no, I agree that was not. I, and I intention. was messing it up for myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it
2: it was. It was unfortunate. It's also <laughs> yeah.
1: super like, I never like compliment the cinematography of, of games. I feel like. But it's like it's weird to say that. It's like a weirdly
3: well shot, well shot and well edited. Like the way they like cut between scenes and like use music and stuff like that is super thoughtful.
2: um, Yeah. And it's also it also uh, strikes a really interesting uh, narrative balance that a lot of games screw up between outlandish and actually being grounded. Um, The the sort of, like, hook early on is the Nazis won. They won the World War Two, and a lot of years have passed, and basically the Nazis c- control the planet. And when you first encounter that, like, that idea, and you meet these families that are sort of, like, were so sort of destroyed by the Nazis, and and, and, and you know, their lives have been ruined, it's a very sort of jarring horrific idea, I mean, when you're you're trying to comprehend a world where, like, the Nazis are in control. And then after you've sort of processed that idea, the, the hero, B.J. Blazkowicz, helps you to make the transition to, like, okay, now I'm gonna kill yeah. all of them. And it's like, it feel, it is su- such it's a earned. stupid, it's you're- so stupid, but you're like, yes, I am with you, I am in this, I've been through the the psychological idea of like Nazis being in control, and I'm so on board of, like, let's kill everybody. Which is really
3: weird when you think about how many World War II games there have been, and I honestly can't think of a World War II game that made me hate the Nazis more than this game, which is oh,
1: really God, an accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know um, what?
0: I, yeah. I think helped that was, there's an early mission after you like meet this the main family that has kind of kept you alive uh, over this transition period. And you have to go from these kind of big open areas that are gated. And the dad of the family, this older man, is driving a car and kind of getting you through these different gates. And every time he stops in a new section, he turns to you and he says, kill all of them. <laughs> and then the mission is literally killing all of them. Yeah, you, don't you can't move on until game. you've killed it, every Nazi. It's a Nazi. weird thing that is like kind of traditional video game. Yeah, of course, kill them all. Uh, but it, like, really hits over the head what the goal of your overarching mission is. It
1: also has a great sense of, like, as has a great way of making the Nazis' reign, like, feel like a tangible... Like, their power is, is so complete. There's that scene in the train where um, these two Nazi, like, higher-ups are testing you to see if you are, like, a good... Aryan you know citizen or whatever and in that scene you have the option to like go for your gun and if you do you'll die um, and it makes you feel like so powerless at one level after you just massacred an entire platoon like it has a way of like making you feel very very powerful and then when it needs you to, to feel powerless it can make you feel that way um, I don't know man it's, it's incredible storytelling it's, it's so so good Oh. Shocking, it shockingly, totally came shockingly out the Biggest surprise of this year. Um, y'all want to talk about another big surprise? Vroom vroom. vroom, vroom. What's that sound? Beep, beep, beep. Mario
3: Kart eight. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna leave. Sorry. I, oh, Russ. <laughs> that seems like a good time. Yeah, uh, you just, you're not into Mario Kart, I guess. Is not that a all.
0: giraffe at the door? I hate.
3: <laughs> it. I gotta go. I'm a giraffe. <laughs> Extrapolate for the rest of the episode. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, so now Russ is dead. Goodbye. That's fine.
1: I guess we don't need him. What Get if the ready to the f-
2: podcast you've all been asking
1: for. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally here. For um, free. Listen. Uh, Let's talk about Mario Kart Mario 8. Kart 8. I don't think it's going to take us very long. <laughs>
0: because it's Okay, not- are you ready? It's the best Mario Kart It's game.
1: the best Mario Kart. I, I I've played Mario Kart 64 more than most games it's like one of my most played games and it's still like my go-to jam for when we have people over and we're drinking some beers maybe we're playing cario mart which i'm sure i've talked about on the show before um it's the world's best drinking game um i can vouch for that by the way it is oh that's right you played it at travis's bachelor party
2: oh yeah it wrecked
1: me it'll get you real fucked up <laughs> Uh, Mario Kart 8 like takes all of the good ideas that the franchise has had throughout its history and combines it in a package, and then adds even more good ideas that you did not know existed on top of it. Um, it's like the, it's so polished. I think mechanically, there's no like snaking system of like here's a thing you absolutely have to do in order to win. At least like not that I've run into yet. Um, and it's very playable. Like I had a big group of people over to my house and. It's, it's a group of people that I've started to sort of introduce to gaming um, with games like uh, Towerfall and Sports Friends, um, like these super accessible games. And I didn't think Mario Kart 8 would fit the bill because sometimes that game can get like super esoteric and super like mechanically demanding. But it actually worked, I think, really well um, because it's very it's, it's just super accessible and gorgeous.
0: And gorgeous like, and the super music welcoming is, just because it looks like a Pixar movie Yeah, the,
1: the music is like some of the best music that's ever been in a Nintendo game ever
2: Best endorsement I can give for it is I played it with my, uh, my sister-in-law She's 13 She's played a lot of games But uh, she hasn't been playing them obviously for as long as I have The very first time we played in the very first race She has not played much Mario Kart in her life at all She came in first and I came in second and like that to me is the if you could the that seems like an easy feat, but like the idea of creating a game that someone could play for the first time and be so completely competent at and somebody else who has been playing video games for a long time uh can can be very close like that's a really hard experience to build like it, it, it's kind of an amazing feat that, that if you can nail that sort of balance it's also uh, the most
1: it's the most exciting mario game mario kart game that, that that has ever existed because um you'll never go longer than like seven seconds doing the same thing you're, you're never just driving in a straight line trying to like keep your line as straight as possible and take your turns as as efficiently as possible. There's always a thing you can be doing to give yourself, like, the smallest edge. So, for example, there are... Uh, there's the anti-gravity. And I have to be very careful because I called it hovering in our YouTube overview and I got... Somebody threw a firebomb at my house. <laughs> um, there's anti-gravity segments, so, like... There are branching paths all over the level because of that, like maybe you want to stay on the ground, but there's a ramp that will take you up on the wall, and then that wall will have different sort of elements to the track. Maybe it'll be good for you, maybe it won't, depending on like who else is on it, um, what obstacles there are on both tracks. Um, there are, every time that you hit a ramp, you can hit the, the hot button, and you'll get like a tiny little burst of speed. And there's also, you know, drifting and drafting. Um, there's tons of different items in the game that you can utilize. So it's like it's constantly demanding that you keep your your wits about you and keep like it's, it's not just drive as much as you can and get as many drift boosts as you
0: can. There's like a lot more to it than that. There's a lot going on. There's uh-huh. one bad thing about the game. And, and like I said, it, it is, I think, the best Mario game, uh, Mario Kart game. And that's great because I'm a huge fan of the Sonic racing games. And for a while, I thought it had kind of passed Mario Kart. Um, but compared to, say, the other Mario Kart games or the Sonic racing games, there's nothing really outside of the basic races. There's no like interesting campaign thing, which You're is right. something the Sonic games did really well. And the battle mode is terrible has been fantastic in previous Mario games is atrocious. So the, it's not just terrible. It's how did like, they, Yeah, I, tried I don't know it how, I, how they I do I hated
2: this. it.
1: How so the battle the battle mode now, there are two main things that they've changed. First of all, it's no longer set in these sort of secluded arenas or these circular or, you know, just big open battlefields. Now it takes place on a set of the tracks from the game. Um, some players are facing one way. Some players are facing another way. It doesn't matter. You're not racing. There are no like laps to keep in mind. Uh, the other thing they've changed is it's no longer just a survival game. You get a point for every kill that you get, and it's also set on a timer, and at the end of the time, however many balloons you have left, you also get points for those. Um, and it's, it's just not as fun. It's not. Like, and it's hard to like, find people on the track. It's uh, like I and it, and it feels like not as special because it doesn't. It just feels like you're playing like a fucked up version of the races that already exist in the game. At least in the battle mode in the previous games, like you get to go to like these different arenas. Like I know, like the back of my hand, the arenas in Mario Kart 64. They're very oh, yeah. like they're almost like iconic to me. The donut, the top of the building. Like there's, there's yeah, the they're... four different colored uh, like towers with like the three different levels and the bridges connecting them. Like that. I don't know why they got re- it just like there is literally nothing else I can think of other than j- they just didn't want to spend the resources I guess to to create those levels like because it yeah. just seems like across the board it's a bad idea so I haven't talked to anybody on. who enjoys it more than they enjoyed those those standalone arenas um, there's also the uh, the the playback you can get like a, a, a what are they called a highlight reel for each race that you can control, like, the speed of. You can sort of change, like, what character it focuses on and, like, what events it will focus on and, like, the duration of the highlight reel. And then you can share that on Mario Kart TV. Can you upload those to YouTube yet? Because that was something I know they were talking Uh, about. Yeah, I believe you can. I haven't tried it yet. Um, So that's, I mean, that's always, I almost always watch those if I'm playing with, like, a big group of friends and they want to see... Uh, who did what, but I, I think you're right Plan. I think it, it, it would be great if they could add a, a more standard campaign mode to it. Um, a Chocobo racing, which I think
2: we can all agree is the best <laughs> sort of, uh, game of its ilk. Uh, so that's Mario Kart 8. It is, uh, a very good game. It, is it going
0: to not- be, is it going to be the Wii's savior? I mean, it sold over a million copies. I'm curious so well. how many of those were tied to new hardware purchases. I
1: think I think that's if it's not already a bundle. Is it a bundle? Yeah, there was a special edition bundle.
0: I think it came with like a blue shell or something.
1: Oh, we should talk about the blue shell. It still sucks ass. I can't fucking believe that they left that in the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the blue shell, but anyway. Well, I, I like the idea of having that weapon that can stop the blue shell, the horn. Yeah, but. It's, like, insane. But you're not gonna get that in the you front. you never get it, yeah. In the
1: front, you'll never get it. And, like, it's just, like... I forget, I think, like, Ian Bogost or somebody wrote a, an article about the blue shell and, like, it's mechanical, like, why it is the way that it is in the game. But, like, it is never, to me, it has never, ever been... You only get it if you're in, like, close to the back, right? And it's not, like, this great equalizer of the person who uses it will be... The person who benefits from it? No, it's vandalism. It's basically. vandalism. If it's, you're te- in se- it's
2: basically the blue shell is basically terrorism.
1: If you're the sev- if you're in seventh place and you use it, you're not going to catch back up. You are basically assuring that the person in, in second place, assuming they're not too close to the person in first place, is going to pass that person and then be the person who's in first place.
0: You're the you're, anarchist. You're just fucking. It's not about over- getting on top. It's just about making the world burn.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm still not crazy about that blue shell.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, to hit those the Resties? Mario Kart. Let's talk about the Resties. Uh, the first one is Boundin'.
1: Oh, plenty. Love it.
2: I downloaded this, and then I tried to play it by myself, and I didn't oh, get oh, it. Oh,
0: that's so sad. <laughs> I'll tell everybody what it is. So, this is a game for iOS. I think it's going to come to Android eventually. Um, it might actually even be out now if you want to test it, but two people play it. Uh, there is a ball on the middle of the screen and the two people put their thumbs on opposite sides of this ball and then it's a 3d ball that is tied to i guess the gyroscope inside your uh thingamajig and you navigate a little dot on this 3d ball and you work together with somebody to do this and the result is it forces you to kind of twist and uh turn your bodies so that you start dancing uh at first you're just contorting uh, but if you kind of get the hang of it and you figure out the motions, it teaches you how to do these dances, which uh, they had choreographed by, I believe it was the Dutch Ballet. Um, I love it. It, it might be—I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want to get hyperbolic, but it is one of my favorite. Were games you about of to say year. it's your game of the year? It—it's up there. It's really, really high up there. Um, I just think it's really special, and I think it is what I want video games to be. Like I played it with a lot of people uh a lot of people who i never play games with Uh, and i also love things i can play in public spaces and play wherever i want um and things that teach me things that i don't know uh yeah there's i i just think it's really really special
1: um can i talk about a game that i can't fucking believe we forgot about because we definitely should have talked about it on the show and it definitely should have been one of our main four what's that sports friends Sports, sports friends. friends might actually be my game of the year. It is the game that I have enjoyed like I have I have harnessed more enjoyment from than any other. It's it's a game I always play when I have friends over. Um, sports friends over. Sports friends. Yeah. Um It is, Johann Sebastian Joust is sort of, I feel like, the headliner for it, but it is the one that I've played the least of, because I still, like, there's some really cool graphical implementation, and there's some cool features that aren't on the PC or Mac build of the game, um, but I still prefer having, like, to not look at the screen. I mean, you don't have to look at the screen whenever you're playing the PlayStation version of it on, on the TV box, um... But, I mean, all you really need is the music, and I can't really... It, when you're playing it on a, a console, you basically have to be playing it indoors, right? So, like, that's not ideal. It's best to have, like, a big open space that you it's can squat each other at. Yeah, it's it's sort of made tailor-made for that. Um, but the other three games in it are fantastic, and I had never really played much. It's Barberry Ball, Super Pole Riders, and Hokra. And I had never really played much of those outside of... I know a couple of them got... You know, released in some form or another beforehand. But like, I played my first game of four-player, uh, Super Pole Riders the other night, and we ended up playing it for like four hours. It it's so like all of the games in the package are so like joyous and and as simple as they are, they're so like they have so much depth to them. Especially Hokra. Hokra is a, a game that you play with like the control stick and one button, and that's it. And yet, like, it is the game that every time we play it, we are discovering, like, more and more and more strategy that you can use in it. Basically, you control four little squares, two teams of two, and you have to pass a puck to one another and shoot it into your goal. And that's, like, it. And there's, like, different elements. There can be walls in the middle. There can be nets that you move a lot slower through. Um, but just that one simple design has, like, so many different layers of, like, when's the right time to pass it? How do we shake the other two players so that they can't steal the puck from us? Um
0: i don't know it's such a it's such a neat little package and there are two other games at least two uh that i like just as much as the ones i that played get on top there's get there. on
1: top which uh I, I think was an ouya game um that you can that you can play is that's really simple and kind of dumb but like so fucking funny uh and then there's flop,
0: flop which is like pawn except for you can twist the paddles yeah uh so you can put spin on the balls um and I've seen the guys who made Flop, I mean the people who made sports friends, but also uh, Zach Gage who made Spell Tower, they are unbelievably competitive with this game. And when you see it played at a high level, it's disgusting. It's not even like Pong anymore. Uh, and now I'm like trying to figure out how to get good at this game. Uh, because it's so Do you bizarre. have a, do you have a ge- what's what's the game in here that you are like
1: My unexpectedly favorite? awesome at?
0: Get on Top, probably. I play a lot of Get on Top. That's one of uh, my wife's favorite games, and she doesn't play a ton of games, so we've played... We actually play... I wish you would release it on iOS. We play kind of a knockoff version on iOS a lot, too.
1: I'm thinking about going all pro in Super Bowl Riders. I'm thinking about hitting the national circuit. Is...
2: Uh... Uh, can you play most of these with a the controller? Is, is oh, you play all of them
1: with a the controller. Yeah, yeah. And Johann, and Sebastian is the only one you can. You, play you with... can play with Johann Sebastian Jass with Move, but you can also play with the DualShock Four. And I think all the four-player games can be played with two not all of them. Not uh, all of them. Uh, Super Pole Riders can and Ho Crick can. I don't think Barberry Ball can. Okay, is um, it on PSN
2: or do you... Yeah, yeah. Is that where it is? Okay, I'll just get it. Get it. It's get it. So, so. I got so no. Listen, fun. I I kickstarted it, but I put it on the computer, and that's not the same as the TV. Mm think about it think about it. Uh, i want to talk about some of the resties people emailing us you beloved beloved uh readers and listeners emailing us to tell us what games you thought were the best of may um uh chuck at unwinnable said hacking the you play or the forest i didn't know people hacked you play but oh, also thanks
0: happened. for sending us something chuck
2: i love yeah thanks job. chuck
1: um the uh, forest is real creepy Although, didn't that come out? scary. I guess it came out right at the end of May. Real creepy, Justin and I did an overview for it that'll be up this week. It'll probably be up by the time this
2: podcast Uh, goes up. Spelunky for PS3? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's a good game, but. Kyle said Mario Kart. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Kyle, we already talked about that one, Kyle. Thanks for listening. Pay the (laughs) fuck attention. Um, I feel like there's another big one. Oh, Oh, Super Time Force. Yeah, Super Time Force is what uh, Brian Cantwell said was the best game of Uh, so
1: good it's such a good game i mean if we start talking about it i can go on for like 15 minutes but it's like one of the best uses of time travel and and like to me the best thing about that game is watching it develop like it it, i think it was supposed to be out a while ago but they kept sort of refining that core system into something that is like genuinely truly very special
2: um so i know that that i i know this is probably an area where i'm gonna um make myself look kind of stupid but were the were the cutscenes made by the same people that made cutscenes in "Um, Uh, Dikembe Mutumbo's Saves the World"?
1: Oh, I don't think they so. looked
2: very similar, and they had like a similar vibe to them. But I don't know if the Cappy people worked on. Do Dikembe you think they Mutombo ghost? Do you think
1: they ghost wrote "Dikembe"? I wonder Mutombo.
2: if they ghost wrote and ghost pixelated "Dikembe <laughs> Saves". One the
1: of the all. greatest games of all time. One of, One of yeah, the greatest. Absolutely,
2: yeah. no question. It's gone now, by the way. Hope you played it because it's gone.
1: That's really Yep. what a bummer um, yeah. it super time Force is is, is incredible um, definitely definitely pick it up
2: uh, looking through some of the other ones here Kentucky route CR act 3 came out have not played that one I've uh, been saving it for my trip because uh, I love those games and I, I like a, on, on a I actually like to play them on planes because you are very isolated and there's not as many distractions Um... Transistor. A lot of people said transistor. Daniel Link said transistor. You um, and Duar said Watchdogs, um, and Super Time Force. Obvi- also,
1: are there any uh, um, any? Good and mo- by Super
2: Time Force, I mean Wolfenstein was his actual favorite game of May. Well, I qu- didn't read the email. Quit putting words all in way. his mouth. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Were there any good mobile games other than Bound in that came out? Um, um, yeah. There's a new I, Battleheart, which is one of my favorite iOS games that I haven't dipped into yet. But there's a new, you remember that one? It was like a strategy RPG kind of where you like just sort of, you had different like RPG archetypes on your team. And you just had to like drag them towards enemies and they would like do their special attacks and stuff like that. There's like a new, there's a new one Maybe by the same yeah. people that's 3D and stuff.
0: Guys, I'm such a dumbo. An amazing iOS game came out, Kiro Blaster. Oh yeah, from uh, oh my gosh, from it's uh, so Pixel. Smart. It's it is a platform like action platformer that actually controls really well. Like I prefer playing it on my phone. Like you want you want those touch controls.
2: I played a neat uh, iOS. I've been playing a neat iOS game that uh, I think actually did not come out in May, but uh, The Walk. Uh, from the same people who made uh, Zombies Run Um, and uh, it's a really cool uh, I guess it's not even really a fitness app I would say there's a a story that you were supposed to listen to through headphones uh, that cast you as a secret agent in the UK Uh, but the way it works is there's a map uh, for each chapter and the more you walk the more of the story you unlock. So as you walk, you're actually unlocking the story and it's a really great motivator to know that, you know, three minutes, another three minutes of walking and you unlock another chapter. And as you listen to it, uh, the, the, the audio of the story is mixed in such a way that it sounds like you're walking. You get closer to, to, to people who are talking and you, uh, you know, it sort of makes you feel like you're actually there. Um, it's a really great motivator for, for fitness and to get out there and, and walk because you want to unlock more of the story, and there's a lot to it. There's like 60 chapters of of story you can unlock, so it's pretty cool. It's neat. Yeah, it is neat.
1: What's All our right. next? What's what's next month? What are we looking at?
2: Nothing. There's nothing that's going to come out in June.
1: Um, Tomodachi Life, playing that right now. Wild Star is out next month. Kind of excited that, about that one. Been playing this a little month.
2: Bit. I mean, this month we are in June. Oh, that's right. Sure. This is June right now. Um. So I'm trying to think what else comes out in June.
1: Uh, Murdered Soul Suspect is out today.
0: Murdered Soul Suspect. I'm kind of excited about that. Our review like makes it sound kind of strange, and I like those sort of games. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. That sounds
2: sounds right up my alley. Farming Simulator 2014. Yeah. No, I mean I'm looking at the rest of the month. It is not looking good. Blazblue Chrono Phantasma is, is out. Bla, uh, is that
1: how you say that? Blazblue? Blazblue.
2: It's Blazblue, yeah. Uh, w- uh, the new worms. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Well, we'll it's f- going to be rough, but we'll figure it out we'll together.
1: Out. We did it for April.
2: Yeah, we got through it. We got together. through April. Uh, all right, that's going <coughs> to do it for the besties. Make sure you go to the, our website it's Polygon.com. Please just click everything there. Please, please just click all of it.
1: Watch a video and then watch it again to see what you missed the first time.
2: Please. Just please get us some clicks and some views. It's, it's a lifeblood. Uh, please go do that and uh, follow us on Twitter and stuff. And maybe subscribe to the show and tell a friend to, to subscribe and review it and everything on iTunes. That'd be super great. And uh, thank you so much for listening to The Besties. You can always reach us at besties at polygon.com. It's our email address. Uh, and that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, also, when I said Besties at polygon.com, I meant besties. And but when you .com. said this
1: week, you meant this month.
2: And that's going to do it for us this month on The Besties. Make sure to join us again next month on The Besties because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
3: Bessie!